right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Sala here. Feels like it's been about three months since we've done this. Big Randy is here with me in a hotel room in Toledo. Hello, Big Randy. Hello, Sala. Great to be here. We are live with the boys. Uh, DJ Pie and TC are in the kill house. Hello, boys. Hello. Greetings. Great to be here. Great to see DJ. He's been he's been just outside Chicago for for seemingly months extended period extended period glad to be back in jacksonville uh glad to have a window into your guy i know the viewers or the listeners of course can't can't see it but great to have a window into the hotel room always curious about that uh you know big guy or or little hotel room hard to tell Mm, now you're asking the right questions it's got a very very distinct smell is 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 the what i can report here from Toledo. Uh, Me or the hotel room? Both. <laughs> we have a ton to talk about. Uh, we got the John Deere Classic. We got the Scottish Open. We got a little U.S. Senior Open. Of course, got the LPGA. Of course, we got the American Century Championship. Corn Ferry Tours in a playoff right now. By the time we're, we get to the U.S. Senior Open, I believe Jim Furyk will have it won. But uh, over in Scotland, Min Woo Lee earned his second career European Tour victory at the Scottish Open. The uh, the Aberdeen, I don't know how do you how do you pronounce it now without the the vowels in the name, but he had a uh, a bag full of Callaway and Odyssey equipment, which we'll get to in a minute. He made six birdies in a row on the front nine, uh, then amidst some weather stoppages that threw the rest of the day, he added a seventh on the back nine, made his eighth birdie at the most critical time on the first playoff hole after a huge drive and approach uh, that he stuffed inside ten feet in his bag, uh, which resembles John Rahm's bag, if I may say, who also finished two shots back and seems mega primed for uh, St. George's. An Epic Speed driver, nine degrees, an Epic Speed three wood, Apex TCB irons, a full suite of Jaws wedges, Chrome Soft X golf ball, and the same putter that uh, fellow Mar Aussie Mark Leishman uses, an Odyssey White Hot OG number one. If you want to deep dive into the specs, check out a detailed what's in the bag post in the, on the World of Wonder section of Callaway's website. That's callawaygolf.com slash wow, W-O-W. Again, that's callawaygolf.com slash wow. I think we start there, Scottish Open. Uh, that seemed to be the uh, it, the the premier event of the week. It sounds like you boys enjoyed viewing it this week. I did. I uh, you know I caught some of it Thursday, Friday, and then a lot of it today. Yeah, Minwoo just he played so freaking well in that. I mean the 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 second shot in on that playoff was great. Not my favorite course. I think it's kind of a waste that they that they play the Scottish Open on a non-links course. Same with the Irish Open this year. Really good leaderboard, probably a little bit too bunched for some people's tastes, but but you know I think it's it was a nice prelude to a major championship next week. Yeah, I had a blast watching. I was just saying before we came on, part of it, you know, I was driving back from Illinois, so part of it could have been uh, my wife was driving. I should say uh, I was not wide. I, I, I don't know, I don't like the Scottish Open quite that much, but uh, it was maybe because I was driving through you know South Georgia, not the most beautiful part of our great nation, but uh, I had a blast watching it. I mean, it's it's. You're right. Of course, it's not all the things that we love about Lynx Golf. I'm sure there are, are things here and there that could be a little bit better, but it's been a really long time since we've gotten to you know watch some some proper golf in that part of the world. I know we had the Irish Open last week, but it feels like we're we're kind of slowly building to uh, what should be an awesome week this week. And yeah, you know the the Renaissance. We've seen it a couple times now, but it was it's it still tickled my uh, tickled the right spots. I think right? it, I think it might be more of like a Carolingian 
renaissance instead of the <laughs> instead of the the main renaissance of course you know? yeah no it was it was the battle of chicago there in the playoffs it was too. it was brutal brutal loss you there. know thomas uh Dietrich versus uh matt fitzpatrick and both and both of them lost i know the state of illinois lost brutal brutal See, I'm glad you guys loved it. I, I really am. I'm super thrilled. I don't feel. I didn't feel like I was watching Lynx golf. I know they got rain, and I know they didn't get win. That's important. But I feel like like the truest Lynx don't get affected that much by rain, right? Like the ball doesn't just stop in its tracks uh, on like real Lynx golf courses, even if it's raining. You know, yeah, I think we just said it. Yeah, it's not a Lynx golf. Yeah. yeah. I know, but you guys are talking about it's nice to like see some links-ish golf, and it's like I just didn't get that. It felt like a putting contest to me, and it, it's it. And there's a great, great post on the uh, it's a UKGolfGuide.com. He made a just a super deep dive into the rotation of courses or the not the lack thereof rotation of courses at the Scottish Open, and I was kind of like, eh, you can draw a direct line. These three things, like huge purses on the PGA Tour, created the Rolex Series on the European Tour to compete with it. Big sponsors come, you know, big money comes with that. So you need courses and sponsors to put up big money and you need a lot of infrastructure. And so you end up at a golf course that can can host it. And that's how you end up at Renaissance. His post details a much more complicated picture of like how it's just not that easy to go visit Lynx golf courses with these tournaments and how it's just not realistic. And we're probably going to be seeing Rena a lot of Renaissance into the future. I think that's an awesome point. And and. I assume very well said by him because it's well said by you. It makes a ton of sense. And I think the only counter I would make is, you know, put all those same problems in America and we get the Memphis event and we get Akron and we get, you know, the, those WGCs that we, we saw for a long time. And that golf like really sucks to watch. So if if we're going to have those problems, at least having them in Scotland uh, seems like a step in the yeah, right direction. Still, it, it still looks I mean, it's, it's like right next door to Muirfield. It's yeah. Still a, it's no, see, that's what I hate. See, no, no, no. That's where you're losing me because it's like this is the one thing we kind of had or the hope we had. If it's all going to start looking like, you know, stadium PGA Tour golf, which, again, if they get some weather, they get some wind, it's maybe a different picture. But just like to see it, you know, the answer be money when, the, when we always know the answer is almost always money. It just makes me lose a little bit, die a little bit inside. I'm so. not. I don't like the golf course. I just <laughs> no, you it was, love it. Quit defending it. it Sean. Tournament like it was a very good leaderboard at the at, at the end there. Yeah, great field. I think at some point, it just seems like at some point, like, like, are they really hosting that many spectators on site at these Euro Tour events? Where it's like, why do they need the build out and the infrastructure if it's a kind of a worldwide TV product, right? Well, I think it a lot of that is you know just infrastructure needed for television. One and two, like the players stay on site at Renaissance, which is a huge perk for them. And not all of these villages in Scotland have you know, a ton of hotel space for clients that come in, TV uh, media that come in, players that come in, caddies that come in, what all this stuff. And it it bleeds in a lot of different ways. And I think the, the rumor circulating that uh, it may be a, a FedEx Cup event next year, or a, Fe a, a FedEx Cup playoff, not playoff event, but it might have FedEx Cup points next year to be a PGA Tour Alliance co-sanctioned whatever event. Uh, could only strengthen the field, which I think is a great thing. I, I'd rather watch the Scottish Open at Renaissance than a lot of the golf courses the PGA Tour go all of them, all of them that they go to in the summer, basically. So I, I think that's you know that's, me and TC's closing argument there. It's like it's, it's better than what we've been it's watching. Better than what we have. Been, I do would it have been better if it was at Gullin, if it was at you know one of those places, kind of down the road, of yeah. course. But it wasn't. And uh, is it is it realistic? It was still a step it? in there. It was still a step better than what we've been watching for the past eighteen months. Is it is it realistic to have it at Castle Stewart? Probably not. Right. Like that's a 
a tough spot to have something and shuttle people over from from Inverness. But yeah, but at the end of the day, it's Scotland, the home of golf. Like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, Ireland needs to figure it out too. Ireland is a much more of a disgrace in this department, I think. <laughs> well, rumor has it that Ireland might be going after the Open next year. So you have a Scottish Open, sorry, UK British Open, and then the Irish, which could potentially help the field, could potentially, you know, I think, gosh, I they, I really hope they end up somewhere links. But yeah, Mount Julie, that was a disgrace. I mean, that was, that's not, that's not, and again, this always, this always, of course, comes from a place of like loving that style of golf on that side of the world more than any other thing I, that I love in golf, any one single thing. That's where the frustration comes from. And, and if it sounds like bitching, it's really coming from a place of, of passion, if you will. I mean, I'll also say, like, on the Euro Tour, I just like it because it just looks like such a different broadcast. I enjoy – that's a big thing for me. I enjoy watching it because it's just – and then it was that was laid bare today. Oh, <laughs> no. Good screen with the John Deere. We'll get into that. But, but I had that this was my top note <laughs> uh, for the week. I, I almost forgot to mention it, but the difference between uh, – the announcers going rolling right into the PXG commercials was one of the <laughs> things of all time. Where you just get like, you know, here we see Lucas Herbert is <laughs> trying to go back to back weeks. Uh, we'll see if he can do it after the break. If you don't play our fucking <laughs> piece of shit, PXG, kaboom! It, it, it was I like I almost like startled my wife, drove off the road. It would have been. But Very I just jarring. love the, you know, I love the presentation of it, kind of the minimalism of it. Yeah, you know, it's just a better TV product, and it's so much less cluttered. And like, like I would, you know, I watch the Euro Tour when they're in Cyprus when I can, or when they're in the Canary Shout Islands. Out to the bullet. Like, yeah, great, great yeah, there. yeah. I mean, it's you know, there's just like, like the golf course. Sometimes, like the weirder, the better, right? Like that DLF one in in uh, India, <laughs> you know. To your point, I think that answers a lot of like it is possible to do to broadcast golf in a way that is like appreciated, right? Uh, you know, it's not. Yeah, we don't have to Amsterdam it up. But uh, another big incident that happened uh, at the Scottish Open this week, I believe this was Friday. Rory McIlroy is getting ready to tee off with uh, same pairing as John Rahm, and a fan of some kind comes under the ropes, goes and reaches into Rory's bag, tries to pull out his driver, fails, gets the head cover. And pulls out a wedge of some kind uh, to the stun, like just the just general amazement of everyone standing on the tee box before they realize that it is not a prank. It is a very real uh, kind of disturbing thing that happened. Randy, what's your what's your initial reaction to what we saw? I, everybody's a threat. Bottom line, I don't know what else you can say about it. I, I think there were a lot of good takes that I read about it on uh, on Twitter and and elsewhere. It's both. I think there are some funny things about it, and then I think you have to start with that. Objectively, <laughs> very funny. Exactly. If you want to go into the hypotheticals, and you know, it could have been a lot worse. Yes, of course. So I, I think it's truly a it's a glass half full, glass glass half empty. I don't know, just a, a weird thing. Adam Fonseca at Golf Unfiltered tweeted out a, a great uh, video, like a uh, the prolonged video of it, and it, yeah, it, it was a lot more creepy. Yeah, then it looked just in the in the quick highlight that that they showed. Well, I had a friend of mine, uh, Matt Waxman, 
messaged me and said, you know, if you like, if you just put a laugh track on this video, it's the funniest video <laughs> in the history of golf. And watching it again with that lens, like, it, yeah, that's that's a pretty good point. Braden C one two three asked, as it pertains to the Rory incident with spectators, should the PGA slash European Tour do more to protect the players? These players are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and people can get get close to them with seeming seemingly relative ease. Do you think anything comes of this? I mean, I think there. This is where I don't have a great understanding, but I mean, all of you guys know, being at events, like when you're following a marquee premier player, like they almost always have like a personal security guy with them. And I don't know where the lapse was in this one and, and why it took so long for someone to get that guy out of there or what was going on. But it did feel a little, it feel out of the ordinary. And I, you know, Sal, you might've said this on Slack or something this week, like it might be a COVID thing. Maybe there's just less people around. Like I, I don't know what's going on, but it, it usually I, I would think this was a bit of an outlier. The right? ribs always got that one body guy that's there with them. Yeah. I think most of these guys have, pretty good protection it just uh yeah it was a weird one that this i think it was just kind of the uh abnormal like the normality of it right of the guy just like it was a true like just act like you're supposed to be there uh sort of situation because there's daryl survey guys that go up to players bags and you know count you know look in their bag and jot down what clubs they're using and stuff like that so it's and you know there's equipment reps and things looking in players bags they wouldn't do that on the first tee uh but no one looked like had a had a, any kind of real reaction to somebody taking a club out of his bag, and I, I, you know, my initial reaction was like, man, that's a kind of a tough look for Harry. Like Steve Williams would have just bashed that guy's brain in. But honestly, like looking back at it, like taking a extremely slow approach to it was probably the right move because no, you had no idea what you're dealing with at that point, and the guy has a club in his hand now, and truly anything could have happened at that point. And I, I think it's just a wake up call of some kind which I think is probably going to ultimately end with just volunteers yelling at people, you know, media people that are inside the ropes and you like, Hey, where's your credential? That's probably going to be like the big fallout. The real losers in this. Yes. But gosh, it was, it was a, I don't know, a very, un, un, uh, am I conspiracy theory hat here of like, all right, we have the Euro tour who they did the fake pundit thing uh, this week on Twitter. They've done the awkward reporter European tours pulling pranks all the time. Do you think it went through their heads of like quickly, like, hey, am I getting pranked right here? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go run and get in the way here because I might look really silly if I'm getting pranked right now. Well, I think they said that in the quotes, right? It was uh, one of the newspapers had had a couple quotes from the guys that were like, yeah, you know, once it took us a while to realize like it wasn't a prank, and once we realized it wasn't a prank, then you know we were trying to figure out what to do. And yeah, I think that's that's probably exactly right. Uh, which watching the pundit one this week how about how about stenson just calling it oh out oh my god you cannot prank stenson snuffing it out <laughs> do oh, not Walter put you up this didn't he <laughs> do not try to prank stenson i love the video I, I needed them to unveil it need more reaction from people like you know that's the big payoff right is once they realize they got punked maybe some people actually flipped out when they when they showed that but. here's a question for you that i i don't know the answer to but was there a what was the sentiment from the British or European side of the pond in, in response to what happened with Rory. Because I feel like I, I feel like as Americans, we, I don't know. We just have such a guard up these days. Right. And I, I don't know, like had that happened in the U S I, is it any different? I guess is my question. Is it that it occurred over there? Like, is it, would you feel more, more nervous if something like that happened at like, I don't know, Memphis or the Quad Cities this week. 
I guess it wasn't none of us were really disturbed when a guy went out with golf clubs and balls into the 13th fairway at Torrey Pines and hit two shots. <laughs> I think we universally celebrated that. I think it's because like if it's an American crowd doing it, you assume drunken tomfoolery and just like, you know, attention seeking. Whereas this this felt I don't I still don't know the whole story behind the guy or or what happened, but it just felt really off, like, you know, to the point where I, I'd like to know more. Uh, about that situation and yeah it, it it just didn't 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 seem funny i don't like uh, like you said in theory like funny but watching it i wasn't like oh my god that's hilarious like it was just it was awkward as hell um yeah it's just a big time reminder like for better or worse of just how completely exposed those guys are and, and in a way that you know no other sport puts their athletes uh you know it, and that's not I mean, that's just kind of how it's always been in golf. It's just weird. It's you know we don't have a don't have a stadium. Don't really have a defined field. It's just it's kind of the way it goes. And uh, yeah, it's if you wanted to get really kind of cynical and and depressing, it's it's kind of easy to go down that road of thinking like, well, I wonder how much longer that's going to last before someone like does something really stupid, and then you can't just separate the crowd with one piece of uh, twine. I'm trying to scroll through my guys hugging Donnie. Yeah. The, the heavy hitters. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Truth tellers. Yeah, they're you know not a whole lot out on Twitter. I need to I need to parse through their columns on it. But which, if uh, it was an American that would have done it, you know they would have flipped out about that. But I, I go back to the 2016 Ryder Cup where KVV said this on our Ryder Cup recap pod. Kind of just feeling like the the angst in that crowd. Again, that's a totally different situation than what we're talking about here. But the angst in that crowd was very real. The things they were yelling at the European players was uncomfortable. And he just made this point of like, you know, people were in Rory's face walking between holes, you know, suck my dick, Rory. And like, he just made the point of like in golf, like you, the only thing that's preventing somebody from punching a player is this like social construct that like you shouldn't do that, right? Like you can't, like, but there is no physical, you know, barrier for stopping anyone from just going out and punching. And that's, I guess, this a threat. Te technically the same uh in the nba and, and whatnot but like it, the players are vulnerable and like the only thing preventing it like when there's you know if we're talking about like Ryder cup environments if we're talking about beth page in 2025 like it is not things are not trending great no i i'll push back and like if we really want to get into it like why don't they just not sell alcohol at sporting events right like I feel like there are steps you can take to if you really, really wanted to mitigate certain things like this, like you, you could take steps. But counterpoint, I, why are you giving money to charity? Yeah. Also, counterpoint, this was this was like Friday morning, right? Yeah, this was like eight AM. Which as many people pointed so, out, I mean, you know, like maybe like I mean, if the guy was drunk at that point, he's he's gonna be loaded whether they're selling alcohol or not on site, right? Yeah, it's more so, I guess, for the Ryder Cup, uh, more broadly speaking, you know, I, I think most of these will be as a result of alcohol. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they, they make so many trade-offs in the name of, uh, of, of the dollar that, you know, I, I don't know. It, it probably is going to take something very bad to, like, really shake things up. I would guess. And in, in this case, it, it would have been the pound. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Important distinction. <laughs> I'd like to talk about Minwoo Lee a little bit. Please. He's 22, uh, second career European Tour victory, former U.S. US Junior US champ. Junior Am champ. Hell of, a, hell of a good stat on this second win. Did you see this as well? Uh, With his sister? His sister, yeah. So his sister, Minji Lee, like ninth or tenth or 
you know, top 15, I think, player. Uh, top one swing in the world. <laughs> top one swing in the world. She has won the Vic Open twice. He also won the Vic Open. She was runner-up at the Scottish, the Ladies Scottish Open. So they could have had his first two wins almost. They would have doubled him up, which I thought, Randy, I thought you'd like that stat. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, and you skipped over there. I think they're the only brother and sister to win the Junior Worlds. I did, I, Randy, I didn't even know that. Or the Boys and Girls Junior. Yeah, yeah. She won it in 2012. But, I mean, I think it was just fun to watch. Super, super promising. You know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but, like, super promising player. And it seems like he's – the last few years he's missed too many cuts. He's been missing cuts, like, over 50% of the time. And it seems like his best seems to be very, very, very good. It was cool to see some emotion out of him at the end there, too. Definitely. Uh, Aussie golf, hot in the streets right now. No doubt. I know he's a uh, he he's he's top mates with our guy Curtis Luck. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that Curtis talks up more than he's from Perth, right? Than him, yeah. He's a proud WA WA man. He's got quite like I I don't understand his results because I he has one of the most enviable swings in in golf. Like it's truly a almost flawless golf swing. I mean I don't pretend to know a lot about the golf swing, but he, he is the swing that I want. That I I'm not really necessarily working towards, but that's exactly what I would want my swing. Uh, to look like so hopefully he, that's like one of those guys it's just like you know not everybody's jordan spieth not everybody's justin thomas like you know just takes a minute sometimes right and and i mean Sal, you gotta remember the guy should still be in college he should still be in college yeah. you know we say this all the time in all kinds of different contexts but learns it takes a while to learn how to travel learn how to play learn how to manage your time all that all that stuff and hopefully he's starting to, to get it matched up because he was he's a Fun young guy to, to watch. I feel like Thomas Dietrich is kind of a similar yeah. case, too, where he had a couple solo seconds last year. Not, I, I think he's won one challenge tour event, but uh, seems like he made a big he time putt at the end yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, just, just you know, super talented, good collegiate career, and just hasn't, he's, stu he's stuck on tour, but he hasn't gotten over the hump as far as winning yet. Right. So it seems like good things are ahead for him, but he's 28 now. Yeah. Uh, so those two, Minwoo. Uh, Thomas Dietrich and Jack Sr. all got into the Open as well through the, I don't know, is it still Open Qualifying Series? Or I don't know what they actually call it. But uh, basically as the top three finishers, not otherwise exempt. Also Marcel Seam uh, for winning at the Challenge Tour event in France. Also got it. it seemed like Everybody's getting to the Open. It seemed like Rom played really, really well all week. He just didn't putt well. He's already in the Open. No, I know. But just, no, just, no, about, just you know, going back to Sally's point about it being a putting contest. Well, like it was I definitely... Felt oh, that for as sure. Well. It was funny. So watching it on, I don't watch a ton of golf on DVR because we always, you know, are usually on Twitter or, or doing whatever, watching it live and reacting and stuff. But it was nice watching it on DVR because you can, you know, you skip through the commercials, skip, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, skip through, you know, whatever. And uh, it's kind of funny when you're DVRing something and skipping through really fast, you kind of pick the guys, even if they're on the sixth hole, seventh hole, eighth hole, whatever, you're like, Oh well, like clearly this guy's gonna win. So like, let me watch this shot of this guy's on the eighth hole and then skipping ahead. And it was funny how much I was, you know, just skip like ah, you know, Fitzpatrick never wins. We don't need to watch his. Like he's he's not gonna be around. We'll skip him. And, and Rom, like it just is starting to get to that point with Rom where it almost feels like inevitable. You know, he just feels so obviously like the guy. And yeah, just had a couple putts that didn't drop. Just couldn't make any putts. Just couldn't make any putts. I did appreciate his. He missed like a. 18 inch putt on the 18th green on Saturday, and he did like a just a routine around the like went and examined the cup because it lipped out so hard. <laughs> and, like, I kind of missed it when it happened, and he was like just looking so hard. I thought the ball popped out of the cup ring or something, and they showed it. He just lipped it out, like it was not going in the hole. But 
Rom looks, he looks. Primed. Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of freaky. Uh, Predator. Yeah. In terms of it, it still just never seems like he, it seems like the only time we've seen his A game was Memorial. And he obviously famously had to withdraw with COVID. And it, US Open felt like B game and he won. And this felt like B minus C plus and he was right there. And, it just seems like it's going to be, you know, these runs don't last forever as DJ has kind of shown us. Like we kind of, I kind of felt like DJ's run would last longer, which is an unrealistic expectation, but Rom is on a heater and he is the last I saw, he was plus plus six fifty to win at St. George's, which I can't see that going up. Like I only see that going down as the week goes on. I would say Rom's Rom's game at us open was probably a B plus, but, but his floor was super high, right? Right. Like he wasn't going to, mess up he knew he was in total control of his golf ball even if the top end wasn't there guy i would keep an eye on pultz 63 yeah. today he's got he's got a you know i think he's he's gonna try to get into that Ryder cup contention to just not have to waste a, a captain's pick there and uh also I, I know it's different styles of golf courses but lucas herbert going yeah. you know winning last week and finishing a shot out of the playoff this week is that's pretty good form as well. Uh, nice, nice uh, homage to uh, Arnie coming over to Scotland, kind of opening the floodgates to the Americans. Ryan Palmer, yeah, second, <laughs> or uh, you know, <laughs> he was one one shot back. Shot shot sixty four today, seventeen under. I wonder if they talked about that at like Thanksgivings and and all those kinds of things. It's important if you're ever in position, young Ryan, to to go do. You owe it to the game. That's right. You pay it forward. All right, Grandpa. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I really didn't see that one coming. I don't know how, but I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that got me good. Randy, have you been on the pod since uh, Ron won the U.S. Open to clarify whether or not you said he stunk? Oh, I might have been ducking it since then. <laughs> no, uh, These guys tried to stick up for you, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty – you know, no one loves Randy more than me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was he was pretty hostile, saying, no, Ron stinks. Take him away. Yeah, Rom has always stunk. I've never enjoyed watching him play golf. Uh, he got kind of crowned in Chicago last year with that funnel pin. <laughs> I think I don't. I, I would say this. I don't think he wins the U.S. Open anywhere except Tory. Like he got so lucky, it was at Tory this year. Oh man, I kind of wish you were on this. I definitely wish you were on this recap. This is this is spicy. A month later, Solly, I do have I have a bone to pick. We, you know. We're re-entering the DJ era. He's he's, he's world number to, one. Back to number one. <laughs> <laughs> Great week from DJ to get back into, into number one. That's definitely going to help everyone understand the world rankings better. You know, last thing or not last thing, but one other thing from Aberdeen, who might be among the best players in the world right now. I'm blown away by this run Richard Bland is. I on. knew that's where you're going. I he, knew it. He he finished tied for 15th, which I mean, it's a good result, good field. He was tied for fourth at the Irish Open. I mean, we're a couple. Saturday, Sunday, we're a couple rounds away uh, in San Diego from him being literally the best player in the world right now over the last month and a half. I think just to break this up from wherever we're about to head, it's time for a quick break to check in with our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's my favorite sportsbook. It's also America's top-rated sportsbook. We all love using it. It's easy to navigate. It's got plenty of instructions for new bettors, nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. Uh, again, listen to this incredible offer that they have for uh, this coming week, all you got to do, place a pre-tournament wager of $1 on any golf outcome to be eligible to cash $50 in free credits if a golfer makes a birdie. That's 50 to 1 odds on any golfer 
to make a birdie during this weekend's tournament. 50 to 1 odds on an offer like this does not come around often. So sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to get in on all the actions. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU when you sign up to turn $1 into $50 in free credits. If any golfer makes a birdie this weekend, that's code NLU to turn $1 into $50 in free credits for a limited time. Only the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Winnings paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Brandy, bet on, bet on Richard Bland. You won't do it. Hell yeah, I will. To win? <laughs> I'll bet on the top 10. Last note I had was JT had an extremely solid week. Uh, again, I know it's kind of a PGA Tour-ish uh, setup, and, but just that's felt a little noteworthy going into... It's still impressive to like, you know, fly totally a few thousand miles, go over, play well. Like, you know, I thought there were a bunch of guys like like Xander played well. He was 14 under. Scheffler played well. He was 13 under. Well, they all took that boat. Did you see the, the golf TV tweet? I did. So I they did. didn't fly. They all took that boat together. Yeah. Uh, Sam Burns, 11 under. Why didn't Spieth play? I don't know. Maybe well, he's just prepping. I mean, he's, he's he's already won, in my opinion, next <laughs> that's, week. That's a good point. Uh, Big Bob McIntyre. He's got nothing else to prove. He already won next week. Bob McIntyre played well. Padraig played well. Uh, you know, Zalatoris made the trip, ten under. So, I, like, I I want to see Fitzpatrick and Spieth play against each other in singles at the Ryder Cup. Prove they're prove they're not the same guy. Yeah. I only had one more thing on uh, the Scottish Open. Did you guys see the the Wade Ormsby ace? I did not. Uh, ace number 12 today, and for that very cheeky prize, it was 204-yard shot. Uh, they gave him 204 bottles of whiskey, uh, which is an astronomical amount of whiskey. Uh, it will last me many lifetimes. I was just wondering, is that a good prize, bad prize? Curious how you guys felt about the 204 bottles of whiskey. How do they tax it? That's a great question. You know? It duties out the ass, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, like, you have to, yeah. I can't like fly with this, man. What do you want me to do with all this? Yeah, well, I assume it all well, gets shipped is, to him. Who was the guy that won the? It was Heineken and like Kobe similar, beef for similar life, situation. If I think. Well, that used to be the thing if you won uh, the event in Japan. It was like Dunlop you, Phoenix. Yeah, or? you got a lifetime supply of Kobe beef. Uh, and now that surprise, <laughs> I guess, kind of what I'm getting at is where does this stack up and. This, this seems like a mess. Like how do you, like distributorships like across state lines alone are like right. extremely messy. How do you ship, you know, two hundred four bottles of whiskey? I don't know how that maybe, works. Maybe it's a bluff. Uh, maybe like oh, no, we're not actually going to send it to you. Maybe, maybe it's like little airplane uh, size bottles. Did not say what size bottle. That's mm. another good question. Mm. I just wanted to talk about it. I think it. I think it raises some interesting questions. Yeah. Well, I All wanted right. to talk about how they handled the transition as we transition to the John Deere. Uh, how the Golf Channel handled the transition from the Scottish Open to the John Deere. I want to say this up front. Like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, they had a weather delay. They had both things going on at the same time. Like, the bills need to get paid. Like, I, I get it. You're, you're trying to fit two things in the same hole. Like, it's tough. I actually kind of like the split screen. I, I the splits. I was vibing with the split screen. Just well, I once love they the entered their commercials. It was like, oh god. Well, it was just every time they like maybe I don't know. I, I like I said, I was watching on my phone, but maybe you guys saw it different. Every time it seemed like every time they cut to like the quote unquote PJ Tour was a commercial, right? Like you're watching yes. the Scottish Open full screen, and then it's like, all right. Uh, and by the way, the John Deere's going on, and we're gonna take a break. And it, the whole the whole vibe was very like. We are monitoring 
<laughs> we are monitoring these two events. I just we just want you guys to know that we can't possibly show you both of them, but well, we are monitoring this. Yeah, it's like, do I need to watch every single shot from Sebastian Munoz? <laughs> oh, who's the other guy that like off-brand Fratelli? He, 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 he looks Hagee. like he looks like a Fratelli and Ted Scott had a baby. Brandon Hagee. Like, it's one of the Fratellis. <laughs> Shout out to the Goodies. Like on the first or the second hole of the John Deere. Meanwhile, an exciting three-way playoff is going on. Yeah. No, I listen, I get all that. And if if there was some like lever to, you know, that if there was some like fan interest dial that they had there, I don't think we'd have any of these problems. <laughs> but the issue is much more like contracts. Know, yeah, it's PJ Tour time and there's different sponsors and uh, different obviously different like commercial loads could this I think have that been was an the opportunity could this have been the cock's time to shine though <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> did they underutilize the cock i think they did they could have put that that sebastian munoz shank on peacock <laughs> premium, that was awesome peacock double secret premium premium plus yeah, <laughs> yeah peacock premium plus i think maybe just hear me out maybe nbc doesn't need to broadcast every fucking golf event in the entire world because they couldn't, well, LPJ ended up getting rained out, but they literally didn't even have a channel to put the LPJ on this week. It was on delayed. Can't, can't show it. Can't show it. I, don't uh, know what I got you the American Century. It's on what NBC. Do you, what do you want me Does to do? Does the LPGA get a, get a refund? I, I We'd have to look at the contracts. I would sure hope so. I, I sure hope they would make it up to them. We can what? look at the contracts. I don't think we understand them, though, right? <laughs> sure. Like, Did somebody look at the, like, who's jonesing for the American Century Championship? How, how does that? Marty Fishing in. Probably uh, in a tizzy. This I got week. more press to watch releases. Their guy. Yeah. I got more press releases in my in my email inbox in the last two weeks about the American Century than I'm guessing. People, maybe we could talk about. I don't know if we're going to talk about the match at all, but I, I'm guessing people. You know, the people who somebody must watch this or wouldn't have been on for the last like 30 years. However, it seems like it's been on forever. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe I'm making that up, but it seems like people must watch. It. You know who would know? My guy, Big Flask. Might have to get him to. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we need to yeah. break down effort that. No, it just seems so silly. Like, you know, wh which of these is not like the others? Like, maybe this wasn't the week to put the American Century on. Counterpoint, holy moly, beat the U.S. Open. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if the American yeah. Century Championship might outrate some, like, the U.S. Senior Open. Oh, I bet. Totally. Yeah. But they might because they're in the best spot on right. NBC. You know, if you if you throw them in a bad time slot on Golf Channel, nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. Also, scenery, right? Yeah. I mean, people see, oh, like, Lake Tahoe, that looks sick, you know? Uh, <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, wait, what am I watching? Little yeah. God, changes. I that, just, that sums up the experience so well. But people just, me. like, some people just turn on the TV and want to glaze over on a yeah. Sunday afternoon, right? Well, well, my book presupposes is maybe that's not the best business model. <laughs> just, like, let's sell eight times as much ads, but also nobody's going to watch the ads. So the ads, the ergo, the ads probably don't work that fucking well. And that's what, I, that's what hit me more than anything today and whatever we don't, we don't need to go. we've talked about this Come on. like the like watching the john deere it's just like man why is this on for four days like this is this is tough i actually enjoyed watching the john deere today but when it's a commercial every four minutes yeah. it's like i like watching the back nine it was great but like why does this exist as a tv product for 72 holes there's no way this can make sense and there's no way these ads make sense so there it's just it's a Everything's broken. Save it, it for it, Amsterdam. Come really, on. It really seems like it. That I totally, I totally don't that the match happened. Like <laughs> I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't even thought to, to bring it up if you hadn't brought Again, it up. Again, as right we've there. said many times, it was not the match, it was a match. But no, it's Capital One's the match. Capital One's a match. 
I'll when we get there, I'll stick up for the match. I, I enjoyed watching. Well, Randy, you're, it, you're hanging out at the Capital One Cafe down the street. <laughs> uh, I, I found my coffee shop in Denver, and it is the Capital One Cafe. Are we going to talk about Chess Fest? Yes. Go ahead, take us away. Or do you want to acknowledge Lucas Glover first, or do you want to talk about yeah, the guy that finished T eighteen? No, a bunch Glover. of huge Lucas Glover fans. But I don't. I think everybody would agree that was not the story this week. I think Chess <laughs> Fest was the story. But if you think we should start with Lucas Glover, then Lucas, you know, Glover you're running rules. the ships. Lucas Glover's great, huge fan. Like psychologically, to play that well year after year after year after year and putt that poorly <laughs> takes such a toll on you. Yeah. <laughs> what a mentally strong individual. Like what a decade. Yeah. Just going through that for a literal decade, man. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. And like he, he you know, he's kind of running away with it today. And like outwardly on the broadcast, they're saying, yeah, you know, he's missed a couple, like a one and a half, two footer. He's missed a couple of these like this week. Yeah. yeah. They were steering into it, which shout out to Andrew Catalan and the gang. They were they had a little a little vibe going, it's I thought, fun. this week. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't I mean Glover's not like Morikawa on the short putts or anything like that, but it, it's real though. I mean he's yeah. he's at 120th in strokes game putting coming into this week. He was 19th this week, fifth on Sunday. Hmm. And so that's the kind of thing. It's like what we say with Decky, right? Like he he just hits it so freaking good every week that if he gets the putter going, he's he's gonna be there. He's I, the one guy that I think should be pre approved if they get rid of arm lock putting he should be pre-approved to keep arm locking <laughs> grandfather did well, uh, and he was on the it, podcast back in 2017 like when he because his career looked kind of toast there for a little while i mean he had a good run there obviously won the us open in 2009 shout out to the majors deep dive pod where we gave you, I was you, know, ask you if it was podcast bump it was a lot of people were calling it out as a podcast yeah. bump but uh, part of that podcast was kind of like hey you know who's in the like, who's t2 after two rounds Lucas Glover. Hey, you know who's sitting at T3 at the blah, blah, blah British Open after three rounds? Lucas Glover. Like, he was around a lot more than I remembered and probably a lot of people remembered. And then he fell off there, you know, in the mid, like 2014, 15, 16, whatever that was. Uh, he had some, you know, more miscuts than made cuts probably in that run. And then 2017 around his career resurgence, we had him on the pod talking about it. Uh, maybe it was 20, I think it was 2018 that we had him on. It was very unfortunately timed with a very public personal matter he had happened to him at the Players' Championship that year that people are still very, very, very eager to make the same joke that has been made for the past three years, even on one of his most triumphant days. And you're probably missing like a pretty interesting story there of a guy that had like a career resurgence, for lack of a better word, and now won 10 years after winning for the last time, 247 starts in between. I tried to like estimate it today, like, you know how many fucking hotel nights that is? Like how many flights to catch? How many courtesy cars? And listen, you made a lot of money along the way, but like all with the goal of like winning tournaments and to go ten years in between it. I thought it was, it was exciting. Yeah. I was happy for him. He fell to like below six hundredth in the world in twenty fourteen, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I think he had the knee injury in twelve, and then uh, thirteen, fourteen. He really struggled. But even like starting in fifteen, or I guess last year, he he missed ten cuts in twenty two events, but. He had seven top tens in 2019, yeah. and seemingly like a lot of those should have been wins, it seconds, just, thirds. Like, it seems like he's just been playing really solid for a while, right? Like this yeah. is not not a surprise by any means. And I, I was very happy to see it for all the reasons you mentioned. And I think the other cool thing, like you know, he he like went and got it today, like yeah, in a yeah. massive way, right? Birdies five of the last seven, gets up and down on 18 out of the bunker to. To win, and I mean, it's just—I don't know. It's fun anytime somebody like really authoritatively slams the door. That's sixty fours are fun. That's good stuff. Hmm. 
now do you want to enter chess fest now that the warm-up act is 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 off stage I, th- I think we can i mean let's i, I think we're gonna talk about chess fest for a while so I think <laughs> we can, you know ryan moore they had a good stat on the broadcast today ryan moore uh he he's one of the one of like 12 players i think 12 or 14 players to make the fedex cup playoffs every single year of his of its existence uh, he was 194th on the standings going into this week uh finished t- tied for second up to 136th so i'm gonna try to keep that going uh Kevin Nah, some flashes of, of, of good stuff there. Yeah. Two things on Ryan Moore. Um, just this for any announcers that are listening. When you're down by two shots playing a 480 par four on the last hole, you're not thinking eagle as you go tee off on it. All right. They give a lot of points and a lot of money away for solo second places. A hundred I bet I bet all of my career earnings that he is thinking about finishing solo second it's they try so hard to make it like it is do or die win this tournament or not like no it's a big fucking deal to finish solo second so just that's one thing two i tweeted it so if you know the result don't yet shout it out but career earnings for ryan moore it's got to be like 21 22 million i i saw your stat and it, it blew my doors more off. than that i didn't more see it I, I was gonna initially i was thinking like 35 31.67, not counting FedEx. It's probably closer to 35 with FedEx money. 38th all-time in career earnings. Crazy. Can probably just go and do whatever he wants and never get stopped. He's, a, I think, a fascinating guy. He's He's been low-key on towards the top of my list of guys that I think would be a great podcast. And maybe okay. people know him or have talked to him a lot and are either enthusiastically nodding or rolling their eyes. Uh, I don't really know much about him. I think that's uh, why he interests me a lot. But yeah, would love to hear more. Going down, it was just an interesting mix of guys like Kevin Na, uh, Adam Shank hit Kevin one. Na, like how, that was a good one. I know we say this all the time, yeah. but like, man, how did how did you not see that one coming, Deej? Come on, <laughs> what an obvious top ten pick that should have been. Uh, Adam Shank hit one like ninety yards over the green. Always the cool to, to see the to, part four. to see the car path play a role. Uh, That's always always fun. Yeah, uh-huh. It's so frustrating watching Luke List down the stretch because he just. He missed. He short-sided himself so many times today, and 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 you know came back with a couple good birdies down the stretch. But man, it was just like, like you're so talented. It's crazy that you haven't won yet, and just you just you know tugging a wedge here or there or missing on the wrong side of the hole. It's like man, and like I know it's not easy to win, but um, Scott Brown, you know, he's out there doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Munoz. Really listen to his music. Munoz looked like he shot 63 first round, 67, 67, and then shot 71 today. No, that was not a shank. That ball went backwards. Like that was <laughs> that ball like exited the screen near like the the bottom right corner where it says live golf. Like that's where it exited the screen. I've never seen a shank look that bad. It was, then, it was quick then into hit, the line drive section. And then he had two or three more that were just low squirters to the right that he just hated right <laughs> off the club face. Uh, Leviota, Le- yeah. Le- Le- T8, 65 today. You want to talk about the best player in the world? Yeah. Oh, him or Richard Bland, I think. It's got to be. <laughs> Brian Stewart, sneaky T8. The Shane- Irish contingent wants us to yeah. note how hot Seamus Power has been uh, in, in recent weeks. They're going to get mad if we don't mention that. So I'd be remiss. Uh, it looked like Cameron Champ was wearing fly fishing waders today in his rain rain pants and then uh 
Which, yeah, that brings us down to Chez at T18. Well, how would Z, how would ZJ have handled the gun range, you know, popping off there this afternoon? The, the broadcast finally had to address it. If you're hearing gunshots, trust me, it's a very safe neighborhood. There's a shooting range nearby. But It's like uh, Harding Park, right? Don't they have the same thing? Yeah. Uh, all right, so that brings us to Chess Fest. For, for those that have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, including me, because I was out almost the entire week. So we do a, thanks to our friends DraftKings, we do a preview show every week. Everybody gets 100 hypothetical nuggies or noogies, as the franchise likes to call them. Uh, it's spurred a bunch of inside jokes, uh, a bunch of really hard laughs, a lot of uh, very sweaty palms on Sunday afternoons because nobody wants to lose. Uh, and so if you don't know what we're talking about, that's what we're talking about. We do those pictures every week on on YouTube, and sometimes we roll them into the podcast. But Neil... I would say uh, uncreatively picks Chez Revy almost every week. This week, he decided that it was going to be Chez Fest. Uh, he was picking all five ways. We're going to be Chez Revy bets, Chez to win, Chez to top 10, Chez to top 20, Chez top 30, and Chez to miss the cut. So what does Chez do? He goes out, takes the first round lead early in the day. I don't think he finished with the first round lead, but it was uh, an absolute electric inaugural Chess Fest, and uh, you know I don't know I don't even know he, what more there is to say. And he did it in one of the classiest ways possible. He just playing such nice golf. Wasn't birdie in any of the par fives. Too much respect for the course, um, you know. And then shot sixty seven round two, sixty nine on Saturday, and then today it looked like, you know, it looked like it was going to be his day. Birdies two, uh, bad bogey on five, and then just a. Big string of pars there in, in the middle. Two late bogeys, bogeyed 15 and 18. Uh, just devastating, which brings, you know, that second one brought him into uh, from a T11 to T18. And then, you know, now now Neil's going to get chopped down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a lucrative. It wasn't a lucrative no. week. But a, win, a, a win's a win. I'll speak for Neil here. A, a win is a win. It, it doesn't matter if you're making money or not. <laughs> but Chez, I mean, Chez winning this week would have been one of the all-time great for sure, it would have been moments in the history of the PGA Tour. I, I could have could have said it better myself. Or or Chess finishing T thirty first or worse yeah, would have been one of the all time best moments. We we had two we had two outs there on the river and we, we didn't get either unfortunately. I, I was uh, floating this to you guys earlier this week. I I think I had so much fun following this this week that I I kind of think I know we've we've threatened this a lot, but. Next year, we should absolutely go to the John Deere. We should have an informal, much like Wood, the, the inaugural Woodstock. Uh, just, hey, anybody who wants to show up, show up, buy a ticket. It's going to be Chess Fest uh, and, and just follow him on Thursday. I think would be an absolute blast. So I we'll, thought about this. We should have we should take Freddie to the John Deere. Like, how much would he freak oh, out? He'd lose his mind. Take him to the big dig. I've always wanted – it's been, like, high on my list. I, I thought about – I saw I was up in Minneapolis this weekend. I thought about if Chez was going into today leading, I was going to cancel my flight, rent a car, and drive down to the Quad Cities. That would have been a long drive. It was like four four or five hours, right? No, way longer than that. It's like six hours to Chicago, five hours, something like that. Yeah, but Chicago, you got to go a lot farther east. You're just going straight down. Uh, How much money do you guys think Chez has made in his career? Mm, 10 million. No, he's made 16.8. That's a good guess. I was kind of right in that neighborhood too. I'll say 15. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, you got an excuse charlie's been hanging at chess fest yeah. all afternoon i'm guessing i'm guessing 18 to 20 I'll, I'll say i'll say 19 
He Say has that. made. Let's see. <laughs> I was sick. <laughs> I thought he was ready with it. Uh, how do you get to? I know my way around. I know exactly how to get to career earnings. Don't you worry about that. Of course, the tour website like reloads every time you scroll. Seventeen point eight. I was one million. Off. Wow. What a what a guess. It's Ollie. five hours and twenty seven minutes from the Twin okay. Cities to the Quad Cities. Um, <laughs> very worthwhile. My my wife would have killed me. <laughs> well, um, so close the book. I mean, I I know we got some. You know, as Neil said, we got you know, rain during the headliner is never is never good. That's was, never a good festival. That doesn't vibe, but... mar the three great days of music that were played. Exactly. Prior. No, they made it work at Woodstock, certainly. Yeah. But yeah, keep an eye out for for fest or uh, chess fest. Chess chess. Fest chess could be Friday. That could be a golf tournament that we could put together. That's a whole. It's a whole thing. But keep an eye out for well, that. It maybe. was just so chess cool. fest twenty two. It was so cool to see the community rally exactly. around chess. You know, uh, our friend Stephen Britton played with. Play with Chez in the in the pro am this week and said, "Hey, you know, he's absolutely flushing it." It was flushing it. <laughs> yeah. He's out of the palace this week. How about Maverick? Eighteen pars. Eighteen pars. <laughs> I mean, on a Sunday at a major is usually good enough to win. Unfortunately, <laughs> not at the John Deere though. Uh, what a resplendent performance though. I, I think that's one of the cooler rounds of the year. Very I mean, proud of him. If it was anywhere else besides yeah. the John Deere. If if you hadn't picked him to top ten in the in the aforementioned uh, DraftKings thing, I would have been awestruck by it. But a couple uh, yeah. birdies would have been really really cool today. I really like. I enjoy watching that golf course. It's fun. Yeah, there's some fun holes. There, I, I think I thought they set it up really really well today. Um, you know, it was like throwing darts out there, and the guys were actually having to having to manage their spin and like take spin off. Nabilo had a really cool point. He he always, I think has good points, but he was, uh, he was saying that, you know, it's a good day. We're basically trying to hit almost kind of like knock down eight, seven, eight, nine irons rather than wedges, which are just going to spin like crazy. And when it gets a little colder like that, a little windy, like it just brings a lot more elements into play than they're going to be able to, you know, really like showcase on the TV broadcast. So there's some cool little runouts. On some of the, on, and who and on who wins the holes. Lucas Glover, you know, yeah, proper player, yeah. No glove in the rain. Still, I just don't understand it. You got to have just with my glandular issues. I it's something I can't wrap my head around. But Sally, do you not have good like calluses? Like is I that it? Calluses. It's just it just. I think the the heel the like the heel of my hand. The club slides on that. I don't know. I I, I can't. Like once the glove gets worn on the heel, like I, I gotta replace it. It's go. I actually, yeah. I actually find that when my hands like shrivel a little bit or when it's super wet, yeah, no I glove is get better. More tacky. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It happens like once a year, twice a year, yeah. where you're just like, oh, it's a no glove day. Excellent. Shout out to Tim Snell who in our uh, Gearheart event brought out dishwashing gloves and played golf in it, and <laughs> that, it next. was very, very much a serial killer move. But it also looked <laughs> like it. <laughs> It also kind of looked like it worked, and I kind of wanted to experiment with it. But a, a chew uh, Chaz Reinhorn situation. <laughs> I, I want to call out Zach Johnson, T34. Unacceptable at the John Deere, sir. Unacceptable. Mm. 71 today. Unacceptable. I hate that. The schlonger kind of got schlong, too. I thought he was going to do some schlonging, but he got a little schlong today. Truly have no idea what Adam Long's going to do, ever. Any tournament, ever. There's no, like, nothing that comes. You no, know, like build up to a great event, you know, great round one day. You don't know what he's going to do the next day. He's uh, he's the, he might be the microwave man. That's what I was going to say. And also I saw he's a uh, first alternate now for 
V open. So and he's probably in because people probably are just getting in. Yeah. He misses so many. Like he's, he's missed 12, 12 cuts in 17 events this year, but it seems like he's been contending when he makes a cut. Yeah, exactly. Since we've been recording, Jim Furyk just closed out the U.S. Senior Open, eighth player ever to win a U.S. Open and a U.S. Senior Open. Uh, I watched a good amount of that. I actually watched a decent amount of that Saturday night, and uh, Omaha Country Club looks. We had a great crash course that our boy Ben did uh, uh, this, this week. It's on our YouTube channel if you missed it, on Omaha Country Club. looked like a very uncomfy course. A lot of just really unique shots that guys were having to hit up hills and talking about some of the shots where you had to not spin it too much. And it became a little bit of a avoiding divots and a mud ball fest because you know the USGA is not playing the ball up. Uh, despite having crazy storms and a, and a golf course that you know was was struggling there for in the mid middle part of this tournament to deal with ninety five mile hour winds and towers toppling over and all that stuff, but uh, got the tournament in and uh, yeah, Jim Furyk, one of the guys that is actually you know following up on the oh that guy's going to terrorize the senior tour when he gets there uh, mantra which everyone gets when they turn fifty. But congrats to my well, my great friend Jim. <laughs> very yeah. cool very that cool proper player that that crash course was one of my favorites to watch there's you know I, they all do a good job of this i think but they they uh the goal is i think when you get done like to feel like man i really want to go play golf like that place makes me want to go play and omaha country club is perry maxwell pretty pretty tip top of that list the midwest associate i won't say i watch any of the tournament uh but you know respect that it exists uh what? congratulations to jim I can't, I cannot watch Jim Furyk these days. And all I can think about is like fluff is like, he looks too old to be carrying a bag. (laughs) I'm just worried about him the whole time. He might be able to retire on this one. So I think, I think fluff's doing okay. I know I'm sure he's doing okay. I'm physically, I I just wish he would, you know, take care of himself, buddy. Don't, don't overstrain. We're seeing a pretty solid career resurgence from Mike Weir. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, T two three under today final round. That's those that I think tied for the low round of the day with Rod Pampling. There was oh. a, dri- a drivable four that Fred Couples hit driver on, and Mike Weir hit three wood on, like and put it in the green side bunker. Like Weir is bombing the ball. <laughs> Things might have flipped when uh, he was playing behind you at the the Greenville, the BMW right. Celebrity Pro Am. TC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he was in a did, dark did place. You speak, did you speak to him at all? I did. Have any words of I wisdom? Didn't. Right? No, but I was like, man, that guy won the Masters. Yeah, he's playing ahead of me. In the- <laughs> <laughs> and the franchise is caddying for me. That's wild, man. That's true. Yeah. Well, good on him for, for flipping it around after that. What do you want to do next? The match? You want to ride for the match, big guy? I'll ride for the match. Do we want to talk LPGA? Do we want to do match? What do you want to do first? I want to talk LPGA because I'm, I'm pissed. I think TC's mad as hell. I think Austin Ernst was going to win that thing today. This is a, such a perfect TC thing. Like so the, she the started got canceled. Well, and to be clear, she started the round eight shots back. Yes, correct. She birdied the first <laughs> two holes, and then they took her off the course because she got too hot. They took her off the course. <laughs> they red flagged it. I know she was going to make a move. I think Kang was Danielle. The mud hen was was looking to make a move as well. For those that weren't following, Mr. Randy, what what happened this week? Uh, they're in just outside Toledo, Sylvania, the marathon LPGA, one of the more, I, I think one of the better stops, you know, kind of annual non-major stops on the LPGA calendar. Is that where Nos- the like, light bulb company is based? Sylvania. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I mean, I'll look that up, Randy. Go ahead. Sorry. Toledo's the glass. No, it, so I feel like that's gotta be right. It very well, very well could be. Yeah. I, well, I feel like this tournament ended on day, day one when, uh, Nasa Hataoka shot 61, uh, took it mega deep, 
shout out TC. Uh, she's named after the NASA space program. It was a Is big it- week. It was a big week for space. In general, I actually I got deep into uh, it was good to have a long road trip. I could catch up on all this UFO news that's been going on. That's 100 percent like, like, like serious. In the last She's, like two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of stuff, stuff they can't explain. Uh, but yeah, NASA is named after NASA. Um, it was the same to I say thought, that she lifted off. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why everybody thinks it's a joke, but it's not a joke, which makes yeah. it even better. So anyway, she was up by six going into the final round. Terrible weather, as Solly and I can attest, looking out our hotel room window. Uh, very bad weather here. So they ended up, they they sent some groups out this morning. It was just, it was going to be a slog. Tomorrow's forecast, unfortunately, didn't look any better, so they called it. So NASA wins, six-shot victory. Uh, everybody just reverted to their scores after the end of round three. Uh, Elizabeth Sokol and Mina Harrigay tie for second. Yuka Sasso sniffing around, tied for fifth. She's she's playing well. TC said Austin Ernst was tied for fifth. Just kind of a disappointing, I think disappointing week, certainly for the local folks who, you know, this, this is like one of the biggest sporting events in Northwest Ohio. Uh, they don't have any pro sports teams around. So just kind of a shame that the weather didn't work out. Well, first time in 36 years it's been, it's been washed out on Sunday. Uh, I thought it was interesting. This is NASA's third 54-hole victory. Really, Jesus, Dustin Johnson, Bob. yeah, the new yeah. DJ, <clears throat> yeah, no, no other real hot takes. They were like we kind of mentioned earlier. Their their coverage was getting all whopper job because of all the other golf, but um, you know, we we can probably let that lie for a week. Also, just want to say, uh, thinking about uh, Jane Park, husband Pete. Pete, and their little girl Grace in the hospital down in Dallas, trying to figure out kind of what's going on with her. She's been having seizures and all sorts of stuff. So, thinking and praying for you, Jane. Yeah, and Tiffany Joe has been uh, been publicizing a, a GoFundMe that's out there to that you can support the Park family as they're going through a very very difficult time, and uh, we should we can tweet out the link to that as well. So, uh, echoing TC's sentiments there. Up to Montana, the match that seems like it was two months ago. I think at this point, uh, Randy, you're a huge match guy. Take us there. I thought it was cool, so I didn't get to see the first few holes. I was recording a podcast i think as it was and i turned it on first of all it looked gorgeous i think i was personally interested i've been skiing at big sky i've never been up there in the in the summer uh so i was curious to what looked like what it would look like uh that time of year listen i'm a huge mickelson homer everybody knows that but but where i think phil does a really good job and and where i did think like i was drawn in was one example in particular like when he got bryson talking about his his how he reads putts like that was genuinely very interesting randy people don't want to hear that shit they want <laughs> celebrities hitting golf shots golf but, fans don't want to know how the game works they don't want insight into into how guys play they don't want anything about their process they don't want to hear how they warm up they don't want to hear what they're thinking between shots they want to see celebrities that's it man i don't know what to tell you I know you think you enjoyed it, but you didn't. Well, they did see celebrities. <laughs> they saw Aaron Rodgers. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Like, yeah, of course. It's fucking awesome. I don't know why guys aren't mic'd up. Like, it's the right. best. It's the but, best. But I wanted to give credit to Phil because I think Phil is able to bring that out of Bryson in that format. And, and I think Phil's presence at the match, like, if you substitute Phil out for another guy, that, that could get very stale and just, like, nobody's really talking so I, I i guess i wanted to give him kudos for almost being that on course commentator analyst like like he, he more than anybody i felt like was getting the me 
entertained in the golf. Uh, he he does a really good job, I think, in those formats. And Which, yeah, listen, like was the golf like I don't know. I kind of take the rest of it, but just hearing him and then getting Bryson like being able to see some of the best players in the world and and listen to them go through like the pre-shot routine and exactly what they're thinking, exactly what they're trying to execute. I I think that's interesting, especially at elevation. Yeah. Too, which that that adds another variable and you know it's an interesting thing to track. I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but the parts I did see, I came away with one very key question. Does it have to be live? Can it be a day late? Because it was, what, five and a half hours or something? I think and that's where the gambling comes in, right? Gambling and fundraising, and maybe if they're on air. Like, I, I just don't – that's a true, like, I don't know how the contracts work. Like, maybe it, they have to be on air for a certain number of hours to make the buy worth it, to make all the ads worth it, to make the gambling worth it. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though. I think as a TV show, I mean, if you cut it down to either nine holes – or if you cut it down to like a, a pre-produced like two-hour show, I'd be way more in. But I, I'm guessing they're probably handcuffed by some things there. Because I think from what I saw, the, the Bryson douche factor was not turned up. Like he felt like a little dialed down. I, mean, I saw the very first hole when he bought the brought the duct tape out and for Brady, and I was like, and I thought honestly, I thought like five hours of mic'd up Bryson might break some people. But uh, the parts I did hear was kind of like he didn't, you know, like ham up his answers too much you know they're asking about his diet and like figuring out how he's relating his diet to you know speed and stuff like that i was just like yeah dude that was like a really good honest human answer like you weren't trying to do too much with that answer and like if you acted like normal like that people might have some affinity towards you um, it's also like god those guys are in such an unenviable position yes like jt Still that much time jt like a, achieved almost the impossible I think in the in the first you know the Tiger Phil uh, when it was you know Brady and Manning and raining and whatever like with how great he came away from that like it's such a not normal situation right and you've just got so many people in your ears so many people around so much practice all this stuff that's just like yeah be normal be normal be normal like that be funny no be witty like not even normal like you this is going to be hilarious go be hilarious hold on we got to hear from taco bell real quick and then we're going to hear from uh we got the president calling in and then we're going to do you know blah 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 we have this many brands we're going to do this blah 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 yeah now go funny 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 yeah yeah such a hard spot for those guys so yeah i'm, I'm with you but yeah and that's where i another guy like when when barkley's involved like he he is so oh. good I, I don't know. Like they they've there's certain guys that, that make that format work, certain people. And um but did this did this one feel like a step back in the series, right? Because I thought like number two was incredible. I thought that was yeah. really entertaining. Number three was a very different um, you know, it came at a great time. It was like a time when we were kind of craving some more golf, I think. What was number this three? Is, that was that was Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. Okay. I, and that's that's where I would say is is probably just where it fell on the calendar. Yeah. And like the time of day, like I, I think that's where it fell short. And I think that's valid. Uh, you know, I I'm not like starving for more golf right now. Uh, so I, I, I do hear you there. Which there was some good golf played from the little bits that I saw. Like Tom Brady played a lot better. Aaron Rodgers, like every time I looked up, he yeah. was draining putts. Like that was I, I do think it is interesting to watch athletes perform under that scenario. I honestly truly couldn't care less who wins, you right, know, like right. the trash talk and stuff like that is, is honestly kind of tough. Uh, but uh, Bryson, who could, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Bryson and Aaron. Yeah. I had a little root uh, speaking of our DK weekly <laughs> picks, but yeah, I, 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 you know, 
it'll be interesting. You know, I guess we say this after everyone, but it's kind of interesting where they go from here. Uh, I, I think I, I think we know where they're going to go, or I think they, I know where we know where they want to go, and I hope it happens this fall. Um, and it would, I don't know, maybe it's already will have died out by then, but I think that they're, I don't know, it, it's still kind of a silly competition more than it is like a match. That's why it's kind of you're talking Bryce and Brooks, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two other guys in sports that like straight up don't like each other. <laughs> And and not even do like a two on two thing, just make it like two one on one matches. It, it is such a different vibe though, because you remember the first one when it was Tiger Phil and they leaned into like, oh, this is this means everything. This is going to be the most hyped up competition ever. And then you got to treat it like a real serious golf competition, yeah. and then that loses a bunch of the juice. And it's just a, it's a really hard spot, I think, to to make those interesting and dynamic and. All those different things for for that long, and I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a tough spot. I, I dug uh, Aaron Rodgers just kind of seemed generally disillusioned and and kind of like uh, disinterested. Yeah, kind of disinterested, but also kind of zen. And uh, I was kind of in on his his whole, his well, whole well, ethos. Well, well he was just prepping for the American century, right? That, that could be right. Yeah. Well, he was very much like not trying to put off the vibe of like, hey, me and Bryce are really good friends. Like, he was very, he was kind of distancing himself he from Bryce. Like, the pregame show, he's like, yeah, I just don't really think he like knows how to talk to people, which I'm like, whoa, that's like a, that's <laughs> a like shot. a, yeah, that's like a very, uh, pretty serious revelation. I think all of us have kind of like thought in the back of our heads, but, uh, yeah, you just kind of said it. That I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I, I saw the, it was Tuesday, a lot going on. And then I saw the thing of Bryson. Getting out of the helicopter, getting in the helicopter. <laughs> Fuck this! Like, I'm, I'm not the shadow doing. the shadow boxing. I'm yeah. not. I'm not subjecting myself to this for the next few hours. Well, so that's that's the hard part, I think, with these. And this is where it's, you know, I think you're right, Sally. If it was a pre-packaged thing or like a produced, uh, you know, not live thing, I think that would be one thing. But if you look at what made the the one in the rain so good, I think a lot of it was just like it, it truly felt like oh man like anything could happen right now and like that's the point of live sports right is to watch and just be like man i don't know what's going to happen anything could happen and it was they got really lucky because you know brady holes out and then he rips his pants and like people's mics are not working and you know people are calling in and it just had all this like natural spontaneity to it and i don't know how you create that naturally you know what i mean like they have this everything's just so buttoned up because there's so many moving parts and there's so many sponsors and there's so much like TV stuff. And I, I don't fault them for this at all. I don't know how the hell you would do it. But like oh, it's so hard watching it. I, I watched maybe two or three holes of it. And I'm just like, ah, I'm good, man. Like nobody's actually going to say anything interesting. Nobody's actually going to say anything like crazy or outlandish. And if they do like, you know, I hate to say it, but like I'll just see it on Twitter. I don't need to watch this for five hours. You know, it was kind of kind of my takeaway from it. I don't know if you guys felt that way or I don't really fault anybody. for I, it. It's just kind of how I felt. No, I. And I won't fault you for feeling how you feel. I, I think where I net out was like I, I found a couple things that were interesting, and you know, like it was that, or I, I, I didn't find it offend. Like, God, what am I trying to say? Like, it was just on a little bit, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's on. I'll watch it. Like, better than you know, better than not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's where it, it kind of netted out for me. Like, had I had other stuff going on and I couldn't have watched it, like, oh, okay, no big deal. But the other I didn't, so I watched it. You know, taken by. By Montana, yeah, definitely. It it showed out beautifully. Like it was, it was gorgeous. 
I think also with this one, this was the first one that I didn't really care about the question that was being asked. Like, I don't care about this match. Like, uh, Steph Curry, like, lining up against the tour pros. Like, I want to see how this goes. Like, a, a, a plus one handicap can shoot 82, and that can happen. And Barkley, I want to kind of see how you handle this. Whereas, like, you know, Brady and Roger, this just didn't have that. That, that matchup would just seem like a bunch of ideas blended together into one. And it, it, it was not a, a must-see thing in that regard. But the only other thought I had while I was watching it was, remember when the first one aired and we were like, man, this is going to absolutely change how the PJ Tour is broadcast on TV. And then for like three weeks, they were like, yeah, we're going to really, it's going to be some hot audio out here. And then that just went away and now everything's exactly the same. I just wanted to point out the uh, futility of uh, trying to change anything. I kinda, oh yeah yeah that kind of made me laugh a little bit don't like the players randy nobody's interested in that no that give me, give me tiktok people exactly can't have too much of a good thing in other bryson news i think bryson was just destined to have somebody with the kind of energy on his bag that would take his literal bag and jump into his pool as they unveil it in a zany super crazy way that brian ziegler is his new caddy which was the plan all along of course if, if you've read the the piece on on golf.com uh the plan was all along was for tim to quit you know in but on a you know on wednesday night into thursday morning before a tournament that bryson was defending i'm just glad to see the plan from come to fruition finally stolly for not myself. I know all about Brian, but for anybody that doesn't know about his new caddy, what's what's the skinny on him? Uh, he is a coach of one of his many coaches, I believe. Okay. He's a Dallas National guy. Um, I don't really know. Honestly, I've I've not. I don't know a ton about the caddy or whatever. Uh, he's not, I was more he's not the do guy, is he? He very well could be the do guy. Maybe there's multiple do guys. And how do you backfill the do guy? If so, I think that yeah. yeah. We'll look into that. Watching that video, I just kind of like dawned on me. Like Bryson might be, he's like the Nickelodeon golfer. Like he, he, everything he does is like designed to amaze like 12 year olds. Which I think there's something to that. I mean, I think, you know, not everybody has to be edgy or, or crazy. I get it. It's not my thing, but you know, I, I, I guess I get it. A lot of money to be made in the yeah, U.S. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I guess. But it's, anyways, kids are into like, are we that fucked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, let, let me ask you this. So, Sal, you you sent some you sent some shots at the the golf.com piece if everybody doesn't know what we're talking about. There there was a Bryson spoke exclusively to the the one media outlet that presumably uh writes him a check to describe exactly how it went down, what's going on. This is the real story. Uh I I saw you take a couple pot shots at that. On on Twitter, uh, is there anything to add? I mean, are you you know what? Where where are you at here? You're you're clearly uh, holding some cards. I, I don't know if if there's anything else we can talk about. Clearly in a difficult spot uh, as this goes, and I, I just found it particularly interesting that after the article went up, Bryson screenshotted uh, screenshotted it and shared to his Instagram to say, "Hey, go check out the piece on Golf.com about what really went down about my caddy." And like that just like bothered me a lot because it is if anyone fell for that, like I kind of feel for you, like you are being sold to here. And like very clearly, like the story Bryson is edging to get in your face about what happened is so obvious, not what happened. Uh, and it is it, I, I can't I I'm just in a hard, hard spot where it's like this is the story now, uh, you know, that Tim has spoken and said these things. 
And uh, I don't I, I don't know who is believing this. I, I really don't. But that is what is going on the record now. And you can, you know, fit, you can come to your own conclusions on that. It should not be too hard to come to, though. All right. I have two. I have two takeaways here from this article. I'm just scrolling. Through I hope it. you're not stealing mine. <laughs> is it the helicopter? Hog? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you saw you mentioned something very important there. You, you said on the record and sorry, TC, let me let me take yeah. that one. And, yeah. then, and then please share your other one. But. Uh, you got to think that this was like combed through really like pretty carefully worded. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen. Uh, confirmed. Uh, uh, yes, confirmed that I'm sure there were a lot of people who were like, let's make sure we're, we're really crafting the narrative uh, as you know, so many really brilliant people are, are so good at doing getting out ahead of it. We're getting out ahead of this thing a week after it happened. This paragraph, which was the only paragraph that I read because uh, everything else just went out the back of my head. Quote, now DeShambo says he's looking forward to the next phase of, the, of their relationship and he plans to take up Tucker on his standing offer this offseason of trying helicopter hog hunting. <laughs> Illegal? I, I don't know if you guys, <laughs> do you guys know much about helicopter hog hunting? Because I looked it up on YouTube and it is fucking harrowing. <laughs> it's, just, it's like the weirdest, most dystopian shit I have ever seen. Uh, it's outrageous. Where do they do it? Like Texas? Like Texas, and I think there's like some spots, you know, down towards like Lake Okeechobee and stuff, down down where stuff gets real Florida. It's exactly what you think. You 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 go in an open chopper like you're fucking, you know, storming the hill, and you, you're flowing around with a machine gun just like gunning down wild hogs. Uh yeah, that sounds 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 really fair. <laughs> super fair. This fucking second amendment, Randy. Look it up. <laughs> But just in in a piece where it's like, no, 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 let's just like make sure everybody thinks, you know, everybody's very amenable. You guys are just a couple of very normal guys, super normal relationship. Uh, this idea of like, yeah, make sure everybody knows that I do still want to get in the helicopter and gun down wild hogs. Make sure they, they know that as well. Uh, I'm totally down to do that. And I want people to know that I'm told that's the kind of thing I'm super into. Tim's got this whole transportation business. Yeah. So he's. Which no business has gotten more free publicity in the history of publicity than than Tim's uh, shuttle service, which sounds great. He, he's looking to start a. He famously was a former caddy at Bandon Dunes, and now is starting a uh, uh, basically a shuttle, like a luxury shuttle service. You know, probably picks you up at the airport and drives you down that beautiful Oregon coast uh, to Bandon. So, yeah, that's apparently what he wanted to do and was going to go do that eventually, anyways, and. For reasons that were totally 100% mutual, uh, they just decided to kickstart that right now. Which I think there is something to like a plan that Tim was not going to do this forever because yeah. I it, it, it but it wasn't a hundred percent not mutual when they <laughs> split on the on the Thursday of the Rocket Mortgage. Let's just get that on the record. Um, it's possible the Hogs were running in Texas. He had to get out of there. <laughs> uh so yeah what was your what was your big one tc your other takeaway i didn't know anything about the the transportation shuttle business gotcha. so I, i've been trying to i've been on a bryson diet lately of bryson content trying to trying to stay lean on that stuff anyways if this was the plan all along i'm, I'm also very curious as to why it took a week before this you know carefully crafted pr statement to come out Again, I'm sure that everything in there was totally true, and that's exactly how it went. But this was uh, another one from GolfChannel.com. Uh, I think Brentley Romine wrote this, but he was kind of recapping. So Bryson famously, I don't know if we 
I forget how much we well we didn't talk about this because we didn't have a recap pod last week, but misses the cut at the Rocket Mortgage, uh, refuses to refuses might be a hostile word, but uh, chooses not to speak to the press uh, either day. No media. It was mutual though between him and the press. Really mutual. I have nothing to say. Yada yada yada. Uh, so the first time he does media is uh, promo stuff for the match. And now I'm reading from GolfChannel.com. Uh, said before Golf Digests, Todd Leonard could even finish the first question to DeChambeau on a call of a few gathered reporters. DeChambeau was quick to play it cool. This is the reporter. I know things have been rough. Dot dot dot. Bryson, rough. What are you even talking about? DeChambeau interjected. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Aaron Rodgers then chimed in. Get him, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, instead, DeShambo spent the majority of the call talking about the upcoming matchup and the trash talk and the altitude. Uh, so again, I don't know why people are even asking about it. Could not have been more mutual. I mean, how, how much do you think he paid Tim to, for like a non-disclosure or like a <laughs> like an NDA, basically? I have no idea. I mean, probably probably a hundred grand, probably six figures, right? Who a true? Who? That's a little, a little, yeah, a little parting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good guess. Leave a good taste in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's 100k. Cuz Tim like How much is helicopter Especially if Tim cost. doesn't want to keep caddying. Like if he knows his caddying career is over, he's like, "All right, well like I got nothing to lose. I can go burn every bridge right. out there on the PGA Tour and write a, a salacious <laughs> book about this absolute nut job that I just spent the last few years with." Yeah. Would would read, would listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what a lot of people are saying is like, "Man, you know what would be a a, a really and this is a, you know, no free ads, I guess, but but kind of, you know what I'd love to do is go sit in a luxury van, drive down the Oregon coast, and just <laughs> it up for a while. Like, hear some stories. hey, let's keep driving. We, we, don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't have to go to Bandon immediately. Like, yeah. Oh, what is that? Tim, I'm going to drive. You drink. Okay. Oh. You drink and tell. Yeah. Tell stories. Anyways, that's pretty much all I've got for uh, for this past week. Bubba is out of the open championship. He came in contact with someone who was tested positive despite being fully vaccinated, is, is unable to make the trip. Uh, to St. George's, it's going to be wild if somebody if somebody tests positive on the charter. Yeah, because the entire charter is going to get wiped out. Right. Um. So yeah, I'm could not be much more excited to watch some Open Championship golf this week. We're going to have a full uh recap or full preview podcast will be out Tuesday at some point. Um. Anything else before we uh before we wrap up? Big guy, and I got to find some dinner somewhere in Toledo that's not closed at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Big news: tag ridings prevailed. In a uh, two-hole playoff out in Colorado on the Corn Ferry Tour, this uh, and actually Tag Ridings I think was in Mike Weir's group. Get out ahead of, of me! He was no, he absolutely no. They were oh, there was a two-group backup, oh, and right. we right. ran into both of them uh, in between I think holes. Tag was in front, and Weir was behind, and we were the the, the middle of that sandwich. When Tron's wearing a mizzen and main full, I always remember Tag shirt. Ridings too. I would always see him at. Uh, sectional qualifying in Columbus, and he always carried his own bag. Never had a caddy, and I think he's kind of crazy. His last victory, only other victory on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, the Permian Basin Open in 2002. <laughs> oh, wow. God, we're we're praising Lucas Glover. Like, imagine everything Lucas Glover's going through, except for on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, I mean, and or you like know, the fringes of the PGA. Tour. Other other such luminaries as Mark Leishman, David Bragano, Brant Snedeker. Uh, Luke Guthrie have all won the Permian Basin Open. Uh, and with this victory, Ridings goes from 138th on the Corn Ferry Tour list to 69th. So 
He won. He won a tournament, and he's not. He God. and unless he plays well the next few few weeks, he's not even going to get into like the the finals. That's wild. Only other thing is, I mean, uh, Angel Cabrera going to prison for two years. Had that in my notes. Uh, I will refuse to speak until we hear from Billy Payne on this. <laughs> <laughs> he did not live up to the ideals that we expected. Sad story. It really is. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a take on it other than it's just. It just sucks. Well, it sounds like there there are other other cases against him down there as well. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's just. It's not good. A bad guy. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Bad guy. Like, what do they do? Does he does he get out of prison and then get like get to go back to the champions dinner? I gotta think that these kinds of charges would fall under conduct unbecoming. You know, I don't I don't think that Augusta will be issuing him an invitation going forward. <laughs> Augusta. You know, no, I don't know how they I don't know how they do that. And then Vinny Del Negro won the American Century Championship celebrity golf tournament over my guy. John Spoltz. Yeah, I got it for the lads also. That mm. That was that was a tough watch. Which all right, so so Del Negro's father passed away, I guess, a couple days ago, and he didn't with WD from the American Century. Uh, we're we're looking into this. <laughs> Seems situation. like a I have no what idea. it appears like. Yeah. Kind of a wild, wild scenario there, but you know, maybe it was one of those things. His dad was a huge golfer and it's possible. Who knows? Everybody, everybody grieves in their own way. So Randy, I want to hear about Columbus Country Club. <laughs> it's wonderful i i if for anybody in and around central ohio I, I you know ranking wise i understand it's not the best course in columbus but i think it's my favorite course in columbus it, it's absolutely the course i could play every day extremely walkable they uh restored it to its roots uh i think keith keith foster's crew i don't know who the actual guy maybe mike hargraves i i believe is the name i hope i'm getting that right it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful golf course. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. have to do a, a crash course pod all on it. But, yeah, it was a treat. Love it. I played uh, I played White Bear Yacht Club on Friday. Heaving fairways. <laughs> just, you know, not a <laughs> flat lie. Just run it over. The whole place. And then uh, and then played Braemar, the Edina City Municipal. Edina, that's where the, the cake, cake eaters, eaters are. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Adam Famously. Banks, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was delightful. Great, great public golf course. Look, they got a little par three course there. Range was chock full. Awesome grill and bar there. Great back porch. I was blown away by the place. Love it. Shout out to Braymore. I, I played nowhere. I played nowhere as well, Deej. You got to start entering your scores, Deej. Yeah, people are people are starting to notice, Deej. Sure. None since May. We'll, we'll mm. take that offline. Not, not till July, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, boy. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great week. We'll be back very shortly here with a preview for this coming week's UK British Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen. And uh, pray for some decent weather for the big guy and I for tomorrow at Inverness. Oh, drenched city, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Tough conditions. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Good night. See ya. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's... Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.